Hey everyone, welcome back to TMJ Syndrome. We're back after a long hiatus from the holidays, and we got some things to say about some media that we uh, need to catch up on. I'm Tim. I'm Mitch. I'm Star Wars. I mean, I'm Jason. Oh no. Away we go. So, how was everyone's holiday? Uh, it was all right. Nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. Nothing too over, over crazy. How about you guys? Let me tell you, my New Year's was crazy, man. What I did, let me tell you. I sat inside and I watched... A, I watched the New Year's Eve on the TV, and then I drank a whole bottle of champagne. Am I the only one that actually went out on New Year's? Uh, I'm assuming I am. No, I definitely uh, I was out on New Year's. Uh, oh, were you? Yeah, we went to the hospital uh, mm, for, right. for a false... You, you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did have a baby. That's, that's the thing. Nice. So... Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt bad though cuz uh we went we drove to the hospital on um New Year's Eve night uh like 7:30 p.m. or whatever. And it was around the time that a bunch of people around my neighborhood were starting to light off uh their fireworks and my dogs like hate fireworks and get really scared and like to cuddle up and just get terrified when fireworks are going off around them, any type of like loud banging noises and stuff. And so I felt really bad because they were getting all scared and stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we need to, we need to go to the hospital. Like <laughs> later bitches. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Nothing's going to kill you. We'll see you later. <laughs> and then we left them at home. I, I felt really bad, but I mean, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Like, it's okay, even though you're in this horrifying hellscape yep. where things are just ex- literally exploding around you. Yep. <laughs> yep. We, um, like a, a couple nights prior, we had took our dogs for a walk and we got maybe 50 feet away from our house and then someone lit off like a pre New Year's Eve firework. And, uh, my, my one dog, imme- like as soon as she heard it, immediately stopped, turned around and beelined it back for the house. I'm like, oh, well, oh, I, wow, that's funny. I guess we're not taking a walk. And then we get back to the house. She goes inside and then we're like, well, let, let's try our other dog and we'll just try to keep in uh walk with the other dog who handles it a little bit better. And we didn't hear one more firework that entire walk. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's how it goes. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people make make quite a use of the, the laws that allow like a time period. Mm-hmm. Or uh, fireworks, they're like, I'm going to do every day. <laughs> Dude, and they're expensive, too. Like, Yeah, depending on what you get. Some people go crazy. One of the bars, I went downtown Tempe, and uh, one of the bars flew off a bunch of fireworks in the sky after, as soon as midnight hit. It was crazy. It's pretty cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that kind of sucks about living in Arizona, is you don't really get a whole lot of the good firework shows. Nah. Nah. 
believe it or not, the state I'm from, uh, there's a place called Bay City, and you can they have a pretty good fireworks uh, display every uh, of the four. I think like New Year's, Fourth of July, and, and mm-hmm. Memorial Day. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. dope. But yeah, we had some yeah. pretty good ones in Idaho too, because you know they actually allow you to to shoot them off. And so yeah. there's like huge carnivals and events for like 4th of July and stuff and actually makes it worth it. But here you have like shitty, like, oh yeah, we get sparklers. Sparklers. <laughs> but yeah. Why not? Well, that's a perfect seg- segue. Speaking of shitty. <laughs> Everyone saw everyone saw the new Star Wars. It's been a while since wait, we wait a minute. Shitty. Yeah, I thought you liked it. Okay. So I've had so we've had okay, like a real break quick, here. Before he talks, rule one. Do not trust him today after he watched something. <laughs> ever. Because this is not what he said when it first came out. I was like, oh, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So first of all, I'll give my rating. I think it's I think it's important to always I always take what I say in the context of how I rate it. I would give the new Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, a, a three out of five temps. So it's solidly okay, is what I is what I would say. It's a middle of the pack movie. It didn't like the um the Last Jedi. I would give like a one point five out of five temps because I was like angry coming out of it um like i thought it was i thought it was entertaining coming out of it would i want to see the movie again Eh, like wasn't i wasn't that excited about it like if you think too much about the plot at any point in time i feel like it just completely falls apart but it was it was entertaining that's why i don't i don't like if i read a review and someone's like you gotta turn your brain off then it's not a movie for me because if i have to concentrate on not going like wait what, what the fuck just happened if I if I can't say that because that's the type of person I am, it's a bad movie in my book, which was like all of the Rise of Skywalker for me. Because <laughs> especially like the first half, like I I didn't go, I didn't pay money for this. I fucking I I sailed the high seas, and the first half of it was like so blazingly fast that I was just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, and it's just like fan service, and Finn wants to tell Ray something, but oh, wait, we're gonna spoil shit. We're gonna spoil I mean, shit, right? I think it's been long By enough. By the way, we're gonna spoil the whole movie. Okay. Yeah, like him, like wanting to tell her that he tell her something, which was like to me, it was like, oh, he's we're going back to the romance theme from the first movie, and it turned out to not be that because I had to read in a separate interview that JJ Abrams said he had to tell Ray he was force sensitive. It was like I'm force positive. Yeah, I was like, God, why couldn't you just put that in the movie? Like. Oh, is that what that was supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. It's not in the movie. It's not in the movie anywhere. You have to go. You have to go to second. You have to go to a fucking interview with him saying, "Oh no, he wanted to tell her he was force sensitive." Yep. What? Okay. Well, they should have like. I thought they were kind of moving towards that after the Force Awakens because he was the lightsaber guy, right? Until he got his ass kicked, but that doesn't mean he didn't have room to grow in that area. He also fought the best fight in the entire series, which is traitor which is like to me the best fight in the entire city series. And they didn't they didn't extrapolate on it at all, which tells me JJ Abrams wanted to, but then Ryan Johnson fucked that up for him, so he couldn't do that. Seems weird. 
that there's like a clear resolution to that. And the only place you could find it is from like an interview with the director. Like, so that's just silly. It means they rushed the shit out of it. That's what happened. Yeah. Cause uh, a lot of people think, including myself, that there was two movies in this movie. They're like, they could have split this movie up. They could have did an, they could have, I honestly think they should have did an Avengers type thing. The last of the trill or not even Avengers, like a uh, hunger games and twilight. And who else is it? Harry Potter. They should have split the movie in two. Let's let it breathe a little bit. And it would have got a higher rating for me, even with all the fan service garbage that I fucking hate. Hmm. So it's an interesting what, take on it. Like, okay. I, I don't, maybe I'm just really bad at it, but every, there's a lot of different movies out there that are like, Oh, that's, there's just so much fan service in this movie and I just don't see it. So can you give me an example for, for me? Like, what is the fan service in there? Other than I can, I can kind of see Palpatine coming back as 100% fan service. Him, them taking a line directly from Revenge of the Sith is one lazy writing and fan service. When he says, The dark side is a path to many abilities, some might call unnatural. What's his line for line from the fucking opera scene? So, or when he, or when he says, is that, I can feel so hold on. your anger. Why yeah. is that? Why, fan service. why is him reciting that line? fan service why is that not a callback to when he said it from the callbacks, callbacks, operating are, callbacks scene? are often what you would call fan service a fan service is something that from the past that re re-emerges in a future thing from a, a piece of work that you're looking at but but like to me i don't know it maybe, move, hold, so, so hold to on, me hold the on, reason why on. fan service is annoying no, i got this is because it doesn't move the story forward that's why it's annoying it's always a callback to something you remember. Well, See, but isn't it supposed to be a callback to like, so for me, when I think of fan service, I think of something that happens that it's because the fans wanted it, right? Like, like Raylo at the very end where that's fan service. that is fan service because mm-hmm. it was, oh, we want there to be a romance. And so they made the romance. That to me is fan service. But the line but fan service also is bringing back things from the past to get your nostalgia button. So, good. but hold that's, on, I don't see you're like I pleasing the fans. I don't see that line as a nostalgia button, though. I see that line as an explanation for how he's alive. That is a nostalgia thing, in my opinion. Though they literally brought it back from the same thing, and they didn't even really explain why he's alive. So you're left to assume with the Snoke clones that he's also a clone. It's a lot of assumption, which you're gonna have to read a secondary novel to get from, which is also more see, fan service. See, I don't, I don't even, I think, I don't even know, I don't know if I would call the Palpatine coming back specifically fan service. I, w- I would always think it's more like, you know how like in every Star Wars movie, someone says, I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, God, like, I hate that too. Like that's, yeah, that's fan service. Okay, I can, like, I can agree with that. Because then you're like, oh, he said the thing. Like anytime, anytime you could like react that way, I would probably say it's probably, it's so all probably of fan service. Yeah, all of Rogue One, mm-hmm. which like, you love, like the whole, the the whole ending of Rogue One with Darth Vader, like it's like a whole like fan service thing, like oh my god, see Darth Vader is finally super strong, and they showed it. See, going, going back to Yavin Five and all those other things is fan service, like yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know this too. Like Corbon, for example, is one hundred percent when you when he brought Corbon back into the old republic type stuff cuz Corbon I believe was first shown in the expanded universe in Jedi Academy the video game and then they brought it back in the old republic that's fucking like always bringing it back all the time I just move the fucking story forward that's why I, I like red letter media I like I totally agree with them and to me it's like all these stupid bits all the time 
it just gets annoying because it's like, here's the thing. If you want to have that, I guess you have to do the Final Fantasy model because Final Fantasy has that, but they they do it in a whole new universe every time. So you get a new fucking story. So it's more like it's more like D&D bits. Like, here's the right. D&D. Now you can make your own universe with it. Here's the story things. But with Star Wars, Star Wars never grows beyond what it does unless Lucas makes something up. And that's what sucks about right. Star Wars. It's not like it's not like, oh my god, there's pod racers, but there's also this whole other different story happening. It's it's there's pod racers and there's Correct. this kid named Anakin again. Like, and then we can make man. a video game off it, and then we can do all these things because it's it's like right. the merchandise movie. I it mean, really is to be to be fair though. Like, if that's your feedback on Star Wars, that's just your feedback on the entire Star Wars. Right. Everything. And how long have you known me? Have, I, have, I, have I ever? Made... If I ever said I liked any of the movies, like any of the yeah. movies. Yeah, no, no. I know. I like the, I like, like the side media. It, it is worth noting, like, like literally Star Wars: A New Hope, the original one. Like he had action figures being made right. from the like, beginning, from the beginning, which to me is hella annoying. Like, yeah. Hey, so, he taught he like I think Lucas taught Disney how to do it. Essentially, mm. like problem is they can't sell the merch. <laughs> like the merch doesn't sell from their new trilogy, which is hilarious. Because there's nothing memorable. Right. The characters Probably. aren't memorable. Like, I always compare... Like Ray, is mem- Ray is memorable in the fact that, like, little girls could imagine that they're Ray because she's such a bland character. And super powerful. And super powerful. So it's like, oh, man, I can be, I can be this person. Like, which is, I mean, that's cool for, for, for anybody. I want to be a Jedi. Like, and so, like, I suppose that'll keep selling lightsabers. So do you... I'm curious, like, side stuff, because I hate Goku characters. Like, I hate Goku. I hate Superman. I don't know what it is about me, but I hate infallible-type heroes. And they're like, Superman's not infallible. I don't fucking care. He's often displayed as invulnerable and infallible. <laughs> Do you guys like those kind of characters? Like, the ultra-powerful, can't-lose characters? I don't have a problem with the characters. I hate how the characters are, are portrayed within the stories, because it's always the way that you bring like a a crisis to them is by bringing someone that's powerful. And then when that person beats the powerful being another, in order to make another storyline, you have to bring an even more powerful being in. And then it just escalates and escalates and escalates that way. And I think, yeah, so the the power creep happens. Right. Yeah. And so that like, for example, uh, before we get back to the movie, Star Wars had a power creep problem before Rey ever existed. Everyone thinks she's like the most powerful. Not doesn't no. Like go back to the Darth Revan and stuff like that. When Swotar first came out, the um the MMO, mm-hmm. I played as the smuggler, and in the smuggler storyline, you fight like three high level Sith with your blasters, and I'm just like, no, you no, you fucking won it. No, you won it. <laughs> <laughs> like your whole canon on power levels doesn't match what's in my head. So th- I'm like this this story just became stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, that's, that's my like core problem with the star Wars movies. And this movie just was just like, like I said before, it wouldn't have been as bad if it was able to breathe a bit. Then you could still have your fan moments. I can roll my eyes, but it's not going to hurt the moment, but because it was so squashed together, like, Oh, also there was no consequences either. Like they should let Chewie die. Let him die. I like, like I was almost super excited that they were going to end the movie with Ray dying. Like yeah. I, I would have been like, "Whoa!" Like 
okay, like this movie, that movie would have gotten four out of five Tims. Yeah. If, like, if Ray had died in the end. So with all the, the flaws that it had, because it'd been like, whoa, like a real consequence. She did her thing. She was essentially the chosen one. And then she died in the end. And what we've, what they could have done is it's a whole reset on the whole universe because nobody who knows anything about Jedi or Sith is alive anymore. So we could have had an entirely new universe with people who have entirely new crazy ideas about that how would have probably works, been the know? smarter ending for Disney, because yeah. like the one, the reason why a lot of them, they get flack is because they're, they're piggybacking off George Lucas's stuff, like yeah. his, his personal storylines. I say that because like the movies are like his babies and like all the side media are created by other people with his blessing. Yeah. Back in the day, apparently he's back now as like a, in like, they'll be using him for, you know, to anoint the new Star Wars stuff. Oh, no. But yeah, like you could, that could have matched up like with the, the Mandalorian instead of having the Mandalorian be like five years at the return of the Jedi, they should have just had it be happening after this with all the Jedi dead for realsies. Yeah. That makes like a lot more no sense. More. Well, cause like, wasn't, wasn't it, um, attack, attack of the clones or was it, or, or not attack of the clones, um, uh, clone wars or was it rebels where like the, uh, the Jedi apprentice of uh, Anakin. What's her name? Oh, that was, that was Clone Wars. Ashoka, Ashoka Tano. Ashoka, um, yeah. where she, she like experimented a bunch with like the idea of like a balance between light and dark yeah, side. Gray Jedi. Which is like, it's like a really interesting concept because like how the Jedi are portrayed and how the Sith are portrayed, they're like in, they're like insane religious zealots on both sides and like i think i actually rewatched the prequels uh recently and like if you go and rush the prequel rewatch the prequels it's like it's shown in like in detail it's like the like the extremes are insane like and it caused the entire jedi order to fall the entire sith all the sith caused them to fall in the end of the original six so it's like like it would have been really cool if like Ray had died and it's kind of like the moral the moral of the story is like it's a it's a blank slate that just gets it gets blanked out and now like hey some people some people are force sensitive maybe we're going to figure out new shit cuz like all the jedi texts are destroyed at this point right cuz yeah that would probably would have been better broken uh, and I, I actually wonder I really wonder were they if destroyed? that was I don't think they're destroyed like the Yoda nuked them, didn't he? No, nuked, oh no, she kept them afterward. Him. That's right. Yeah. Oh well, he nuked them because he knew that she had already taken them in there. Yeah. Oh well, you know, took and taken. Uh, I just, I mean, and you know, lamenting on how they did the ending, I feel like isn't really a fair thing to review. Well, I thought so. Like, I just, I, I, you know, me wishing that they had a different story doesn't really. Like that's just that's essentially me saying that I think it was a bad movie. <laughs> it wasn't a good movie, but like so my 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 core problems were that there was no consequences. Uh, Force heal, although in the video games looks ridiculous on screen. I kind of wish it doesn't exist. Um. Yeah. Uh, why the fuck did Palpatine just not stop? Why shooting didn't he lightning? stop shooting the lightning? <laughs> 
he he can't stop man you saw it in the in episode three he just can't stop shooting that lightning he's like addicted to it except back then in my head it was like oh he's putting on a show so anakin fucking comes to the dark side that's that's what i thought but i guess oh, he's just no. a, he's just a fucking moron He's just an idiot. And Mace oh, Windu. Oh, no, he's going to kill me. Mace Windu just needed a second lightsaber. Yep. That's it. I mean, Mace Windu was winning. Like, Mace Windu, yeah. Windu would have won if stupid Anakin wouldn't have cut his damn arm off. Or if, well, I don't know why these, why, these Je- why these Jedi are so, like, they're always, they're always so hesitant with the final strike. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm going to point this lightsaber in your face. Like, just. Just a little bit. He's dead. Yeah, because they're not trying to kill him. They're trying to be the good guys. He should have. Another thing. uh, This this series has a problem with characters. So the secondary characters they brought in were like there in a blip. Like you met him real quick and then they were gone. And then now you don't care. Yeah. I think it's it's honestly almost tragic what they did with Finn's character. Oh, totally. He was like the most interesting character. Yeah. Of that, of the whole last three episodes, three uh, movies. Mm-hmm. Like, he, at least he started out that way. Like, I hate what they did with his character in The Last Jedi. Well, apparently, and they I feel act, like the actor they hated it too. He went, on a, he went on a Twitter street, a screed about that. Oh, yeah, he did. It was great. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds uh, like the biggest problem that we had with these movies is that there was just too much of a pissing contest between J.J. Abrams and that other dude. And Ryan Johnson, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it really is true. Like that, the fact that there was no coherent storyline across all three movies hurt those yeah. movies so yeah. badly that it's made them. Like, Isn't that like if you're going to create a trilogy? Whatever it be, like a novel series or comic books, isn't there? Isn't the outline king? You it's just a so. basic outline. And it like it's crazy to me that someone didn't step in from like Disney because like they literally had they just finished like a 21 movie Marvel Cinematic Universe that ended epically sewing up all these story storylines. And it's like. How, you guys can't do three movies. Well, that's <laughs> like, I think that's probably why or part of the reason why Kevin Feige is now in charge of it all. Like mm. like everything going forward, because he did the he did the Mandalorian and I thought the Mandalorian was really good. Did you guys end up finishing it or. Say that again, the Mandalorian well, finish. What? I, oh, I, I did. Yeah. Hey, do you, as a, I can't I can't get into it. I'm not going to lie. It's it's boring to me. Hmm. OK, well, I'm like that. Um, I, I watched all of it. Uh, do you I want. A a sideshow just bad as I do with those like with the two stormtroopers in that uh, in that final episode how they were like bantering back and forth I thought that was hilarious yeah but I think they're dead now I mean well yeah but you could do like a previous <laughs> that right uh well so I like the show ish what are my complaints so and this is a personal one I and I have to forget that so a lot of the Star Wars side media for me growing up like shadows of the empire and stuff like that were more geared towards older teenagers and adults in my opinion and i keep forgetting this is a disney show so i was hoping for more of a grittier mm. mandalorian show i thought they were billing it that way they like kind of were but it, it turned into more of like a, a hero's Look journey at baby which is, yoda which is fine um it's 
some interesting callbacks, more fan service, but could potentially it, all it does is invalidate that they're picking and choosing from the EU. So spoilers for Mandalorian. The laid lady who makes all the armor talked about uh, the Mandalorian war between the Jedi and the Mandalorians, which is from the old Republic era, mm-hmm. which is basically says that part of that is now canon once again. So like people are like losing their nuts over that shit. But of also the next trilogy apparently is supposed to be taking place in the old Republic era, which I think is a bad idea because you're going to have the same problem where you're not going to be able to adapt something and fans are going to like. So why don't you just go a thousand years in the future and just do your own thing? Take or a your, thousand years in the past. That's what they're going to. Well, that's what that's, well, that's what if they doing. went back to old Republic. That's what they would do. But there's a storyline there that people would expect. You have to have Revan. You have to have Basila. You'd have to have the Jedi exile. Which Revan is canon now. Yeah. Again, so, apparently one of the fleets, all of the fleets was named was yeah. named after like Sith lords. Yeah. And one of them was Revan. Yeah. So that's oh back. boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you know that's back. Yeah. But this for me <laughs> back I'll, in guys. It's I'll back stop. in. I'm curious. I'll let everyone go through it. But uh, for me, the movie was too fast paced. It could have been two movies if it, if it let it breathe. It would have been better. I didn't like the the fan nods, if you want to call it that. Um, I didn't care for any of the characters except for Kylo Ren and Finn. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, stupid force powers, stupid last fight, uh, and the Avengers nod pissed me off. Instead of saying, I am inevitable, I am Iron Man, they say, I am not the Sith, I am all the Jedi. That part, I was like, oh my God. Da, 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 da. So that's that's what I didn't like about it. What what about you? What, what who did Mitch like it and Tim didn't? Did you like it, Mitch? But give it okay. So you gave what? What would you give out of seven, Jason? I, I will never watch it again. One out of five. One out of five. Even though there's seven, he gives one out of five. Oh wait, there's okay. out of seven. Out of seven, yeah. One, it's out, a, of one out of seven. Jason. It's a bad movie. It's, it's out of out of ten, Mitches. It's a it's a bad movie. It's just not good. Okay. Rather watch One Transformers. Jason's got it. <laughs> what about or, out of out of at least, at least like Fast and Furious? I like the characters. Like I like Dom and I like his family. They're, I mean, I, I know what I'm getting into, but the characters are super likable. It's very important to me. And and right. any kind of any kind of media, your characters have to be likable. I mean, I feel like the characters were likable. No. I liked the like everything with Poe and Finn together. Like they seem to have good chemistry on set and like all their scenes seemed good to me. I, I'm I looking agree at, with that. I'm looking at the characters throughout all three movies. And if I, if you're going to talk about Poe, Poe was a giant idiot blowhard in the second movie made him very unlikable. Yeah. Let's but, just imagine that. See, I don't exist. like, I, it's, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I, you, you got to rate it as a whole. It's a trilogy though. That is character development. That's yeah. how character development works. Yeah. It just, it's and hard what, to what, say what, that, what, you know, you're going to, what Abrams did is he erased the second movie, but you can't really erase it. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's just two movies. It's not though. <laughs> I don't know. What would you give it out of ten, Mitch's? I, Mitch. I don't know. I would say like a six out of ten. I mean, I enjoyed it. I saw it twice, and six out of ten, I, Mitch's. I I don't pick up on the all the fan service nods that are out there that people get so frustrated about. Like I didn't. I don't pick, or at least you don't get frustrated by. Well, it, right? I don't pick up on them enough. And also don't get frustrated by them. Um, when I watched the movie, I was, I enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it when I sat through it the first time. I enjoyed it when I sat through it the second time. Um, I mean, I'll probably watch it again at some point in the future when it comes on Disney Plus. At some point. So I, I, it, I mean, it definitely had its flaws. A lot of things have flaws nowadays, and I agree with the sentiment that it was definitely rushed. Um, I think the entire arc of them closing out the stories of the old characters just didn't need to happen. Like their stories were already closed. And if you really wanted to make it like a movie about how they died, then that should have been separate from this trilogy. Um, yeah, that's kind of a kick in the yeah. deck, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, de- I definitely like, cause I, there was a lot of marketing that was talking about it's the last one in an epic saga of nine episodes. I'm like, it doesn't even really feel like, like this, it's yeah. the last one of a three trilogy. Yeah. Like the first six had an epic conclusion that was like fully sewed up the storyline. Yep. You know, like, and I don't even like rehash. It. I don't even mind Kylo Ren's obsession with Darth Vader. Right. Because yeah. as a Sith, you know, you that was actually pretty like, cool. Yeah. OK, he can idolize him and he can he wants his power and everything like that. But that doesn't just because that's in there doesn't mean that you have to have. Han and Leia and Luke and and what, like just that shouldn't have been in there. So there's that it had it been flaws, a, but I don't know. Would it have been a cooler mystery if like they had let time pass or they were already dead and then it just found out that, you know, this bad guy is just a late descendant of the Skywalkers? Wouldn't that have been cooler? Yeah. I yeah. think it would have been cooler. I, you know, honestly, I, I, been. I don't even think you need to keep the Skywalker name in it. It could have just been, yeah. you know, if 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 we're gonna go through and say that there's a whole lot of force users out there because it's not bloodline related, then it could have just been well, it's a bad never, guy. It's it's a thing though. It's like if you play or read or do any of the side media, it's not bloodline related. Right. There's plenty, of, and then but the movies for they vanish, like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It depends on what side media you're because it was always like it was bloodline related, but that doesn't mean that like there's but there's also like a shit ton of people with that in their blood. Yeah. And it's like it's not just it's not just the Skywalker people like the old Jedi Order pulled from an entire thousand thousand solar system republic, right? So it's like a lot of people were force sensitive. They, the they're, old Jedi, they're... what you don't know is that the old Jedi temples, there were secret rooms where they had tons of Skywalker women pumping out Skywalker babies. <laughs> and that way, that's how they got all Palpatine. their... Palpatine. Palpatine No, that's, that was in the Sith, Sith temples. They had Palpatine got women it. with Palpatine babies. And who, who was Palpatine fucking anyway? Right? Did we figure that out? No. Who was he fucking? No. I think it was hilarious that um, it was... She is his granddaughter via his son. But like you don't really see the guy. All you see is the mom. There was more mm-hmm. focus on her mom who had nothing to do with the story other than Palpatine. Yeah. And it was like his son, but who the fuck was his son? Right. Probably Luke. I mean, he was there. It wasn't Luke. I mean, you saw him in the movie. You know what the thing that was most upsetting about it? Is like remember remember that guy posted the angry the angry po the angry comment on one of our videos. Uh, I remember, but I don't remember what it said. 
and he was talking he was talking about how uh how uh I went I had to go back and read it. He was talking about how Ray was actually like made by Snoke and like he and she like this is like it's really been like it's really been played into since the original since the original trilogy and that's what JJ Abrams was going for and like if you replace Snoke with uh Palpatine the guy was essentially correct it kind of upsets me hmm. well yeah cuz like about the fan servicing to me it's very clear to me that Palpatine was not supposed to be originally in this series JJ Abrams I don't know man just, I saw a I video on him, YouTube that was saying that it was his granddaughter from 2 years ago yeah, JJ yeah, Abrams says it was the plan all along, but I don't believe him. I don't <laughs> believe him. Or maybe his plan was to. It probably would have been set up better in the second movie. You know. Well, he can go screw up DC now. Apparently, he's got to deal with them. Oh God. Well, good luck, Star Wars. Honestly, in a trilogy, like. Star Wars will always be around, but it will never be as big as it used to be. Like I, I always call everything different. Like the two thousand early two thousand Star Wars was Harry Potter, the two thousand ten Star Wars with Marvel movies. Like Star Wars hasn't been Star Wars for a long time, and that's okay. You just let it go. Give me, just, give me a, give me a game once in a while. That's just, cool. But just, just let it go. Just you know, unless you're gonna do something really, really different. In Star Wars, at the point where it doesn't feel, you know, I don't know. fucking Star Wars. Well, I don't know. So we got, uh, well, I think I think that we should we should talk about. I mean, we've, we've talked a lot a lot about Star Wars, and 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 I think everyone's like <laughs> upset about it right now. So I think I'm not upset about it. No, yeah, you're, you look at your mouth and it sucks. Yeah, you're upset. It does suck. Yeah, see, I'm smiling. It sucks. <laughs> so let's talk about happier subject. Who all watched The Witcher? I watched The Witcher. I watched it. Okay, I watched the whole thing just for you guys. Out of out of seven Jasons, how how would you rate The Witcher? Um, pretty high, but but I never read the books, so. I have nothing to compare it to. So if someone's okay. like, it's something. So wait, let's everyone say what their rating is. And then have you played the games or the, or read the books? I've Go. played the I've played all three games, not read the books. Uh, I'd probably say six out of seven. Jason's Tim. I liked it okay. a lot. Okay. Mitch. Okay. How, what, how, what's my rating scale out of 10? You're, you're one out of, out of 10. 10. Okay. One. Out and of 10. what have, what media of the Witcher have you uh, consumed? I have consumed half of the first chapter of one of the books um and some of the wild hunt video game because i'm really bad at finishing games yes you are and uh (laughs) and i would rate it uh eight out of eight out of ten mitch is saving all these games for retirement yeah okay (laughs) okay so uh i i have not read the books at all um, I've played enough of The Witcher One to get out of get out of the Witcher Castle. Uh, I've played about two hours of the second game, and I played about eight hours of the third game. 
which is about enough for me to know that the witcher's name is Geralt. And there's some chick named Siri that well, I don't know what his deal with this with her. Um, so, and my rating for the witcher would be 2.5 out of five Tim's. Seems kind of low. So I'm really curious about, I'm really curious about your guys thoughts on this. Cause I felt like this movie, this show's entire, like, like the, the kind of like time jumping back and forth was like incre- incredibly confusing. And oh, I also like that, like, but I also like Cloud Atlas, which was oh, a similar type. I really liked Cloud story. Atlas. Cloud Atlas was really good. So I, I can see why a lot of people would have that problem, but I that was not a problem for me. Yeah, Cloud Atlas is also trying to be an artistic movie. I didn't really yeah. feel like this was trying to be an artistic show. Yeah, well, on the back end, I knew what they were doing. They were adapting the short stories first, and mm-hmm. there's really no way to do that chronologically without it making sense. So I, I kind of think that was a good move on their part. Well, and then the books are kind of weird, too. Like, when you when they came out with the Witcher books, not having read any of them, but kind of knowing a little bit about them from looking at read orders, um, mm-hmm. the first book came out, and then I think the first three books came out, and then they came out with, uh, he wrote, like, prequels basically to them that the there was i think three books that were kind of lead up to the main story that you short stories mostly yeah right? well they're i mean there's yeah. pretty full-size books um, they're full-size book but if they're if you read like the last witch which i actually have over there i just mm-hmm. started they are they are separate short stories within oh that yeah book. well and yeah. so it's they're they're separate short short stories because everything in the book is basically like you're going on a quest type of yeah. thing right and it's like it it's like oh you go to a town and you talk to a guy and he gives you a quest and you go do the quest and then like you wrap it up and then you go to another town and basically what happens in the show is those first three books that yeah. leads you up to the main story mm-hmm. and so it's it is kind of timey-wimey but it is definitely timey-wimey it, i don't know it didn't it didn't bug me at all it was it kind of had me uh, especially since I hadn't read the books and I don't know the timelines very well. Um, it had me kind of guessing the entire time, like, oh, it is that is with with Yennefer, is that now or is that before? And like, what about the Siri story that's kind of going on? Is that is that right now as well, or is that future? Or and then it's like, okay, oh, that's definitely future. Okay, so what's happening with Yennefer? Oh, okay, Yennefer finally caught up to to Gerald and then oh and then they finally all caught up together and everything and so it had me like thinking about it the entire time which I really liked so here's what here's what I liked about the show every single part of the show that had to do with hot Yennefer and also had to do with the Witcher when um when he's actually just like monster hunting where like there was a, there was a couple of episodes that was like that it seemed like just a a straight monster of the week episode, like the one where he went into the random dude's, the king's castle and saved his bastard daughter or whatever the hell he was doing. Um, yeah, the, like him when he killed the striker. Yeah, yeah, like when he when he fought the 
when he fought that monster like that whole that whole episode was like really entertaining because it focused on it focused on the witcher and it focused on his thing and like everything about that episode that was with not hot yennefer was fucking dumb like i first of all i don't even understand why they were they were trying they were doing this like cutaway weird thing where they were trying to compare the two stories of like the strider striker strega strega yeah whatever, whatever the fuck it. and it's polish the strega and the and and ugly yennefer turning into hot yennefer like i don't really i i don't know maybe i didn't see the uh i didn't see the parallel there to do like the cutaway thing with um and it kind of and i kind of felt like like if that if the whole show had just thrown out everything about Yennefer's uh, Yennefer's origin, it would have been a better show because I don't oh, really I think li- it added I like, anything. I like the origin because it, it one it introduces Yennefer as a character, but it also introduces how magic works in the world, mm-hmm. like lore wise, and that's important. And then even how like what they do to the uh, the women who or the the sorceresses who fail the test and become power sources basically for that place become eels yeah well they but Eel they're sources but they're they're basically yeah like um and it also shows you how the brotherhood which in the video games the brotherhood doesn't exist or the lodge of sorceresses and they're just as manipulative and all kinds of stuff to like kingdoms and stuff like that but it kind of shows they're the dark underbelly of you know wizards in this universe are not good people they're manipulative fucking assholes like <laughs> For the greater good, I guess, but yeah, yeah, and it, I don't know. I, I like that. I like that fleshing. I, whenever um, uh, a series takes time to flesh something out and let it breathe, especially if you're coming into a new universe, that's good in my mind. That's my like. I have to understand how the powers of the world works. Um, I'd all also like them to go into more detail on how Witcher mutations work. They're all often in the video video games is mentioned in lore, but would be cool if like I, apparently you can't do them anymore but it would be cool to like have a flashback to and maybe in the next one where Geralt got his his mutations because I, I do know from reading wikis that he had some he had some special mutations that only he has was able to like survive so like those kind of lore tidbits I do like so I, I guess I didn't see that with the the universe uh background but also too, like you kind of notice that sorcerers and sorceresses before they go through their enchantments are all these ugly people, which is I think is a very interesting thing, which is a contrast to what ends up happening when they become beautiful people. The the ugliness is still there in their hearts because mm-hmm. they're manipulative fuckheads, like and they work for horrible people. You know, like the the part where the king sent an assassin to like kill his wife and his daughter. Yeah, and she pieces like, out. <laughs> Yennefer was serving yeah. that guy, like. Yeah. I like that kind of nerdy lore. I mean, that part, that part was like a cool, that was a cool part of the episode. This is one of my, one of my favorite Yennefer moments where she's like trying to run away through the portal and he like knifes the baby. You're like, oh, that's shitty. And to me, I, after my second viewing, it's like very, like I, in the games, I did not like Yennefer. When I played uh, Wild Hunt, not knowing who she was, fucking hated her. I was team Triss. Like, yeah. Like, Yennefer is a fucking uber bitch, and she just rubbed me the wrong way. But now that I see her origins, she's actually grown on me. Like, now I want to kind of replay the game and, and play a, uh, with a Yennefer romance. But uh, um, 
was I going to say? Uh, oh, the symbology of her losing her ability to have children and her wanting to be loved after my second uh, viewing is very profane in that time. And it shows her character, how driven her character is to find that. Because she just wants a child so someone will love her unconditionally. Which is, I, that's how I took that. So, yeah. But she can't do it because they took it away from her. I don't know. I liked the, I liked, and I'm a Yennefer hater in the games. But I liked her in the show. I also don't understand that. Did they take it away from her? Because it sounds like because they were. It, they, did, I'm pretty sure they removed her uterus. Yeah. Well, I know they took yeah. it away from her, but they, but like she volunteered to go through that procedure in order to be hot, Yennefer. Yeah, but I think because she right. had to understand, she had a thought of, you know, she's going to be this powerful person. There's probably a way and I then can get somebody it back. will unconditionally love me. Yeah, that too. Like she at the time, a decision was this is my only path to get unconditional love and then when she got the beauty and realized that that's not exactly it then she wanted what was taken from her back that's how i took yeah but like the entire rest of the show especially the last two episodes she the character her character was making it sound like she was forced to do that like they took it from me as if as if it wasn't a choice that she made well one of the her character flaws in my opinion is like she deflects a lot of her own uh misgivings or bad dealings on the other things i think that's one Ver, like versus Geralt, who doesn't do that at all he that right. they're, they're literal opposites to each other which is an interesting dynamic so i don't know i thought the end of her stuff was good i liked it but i'm a su- yeah. I'm a su- i'm a sucker for slow and, <laughs> and lore that's See, I thought, I like you definitely need a way to like introduce magic to the to the universe. I just I don't I don't know. I I thought it fell flat personally, but I mean, the Yennefer and the Yennefer stuff. When I was the biggest thing that bugged me about like her origin story is you took her from like as you're you're saying all this stuff like oh she wanted power and she wanted this like I just like I. I I can't even I can't even think of where they actually like showed that other than showing it after the fact. Like, there wasn't there wasn't any character progression. Like when she saw when she saw the uh, the mistress of the whatever the teacher person turn everyone into eels like she wasn't horrified. And that's like, like, why isn't she horrified by that? Because like power. like she looks at she looks at it and she's like, she's like, they're all she's. Like she seemed like upset by it initially, and then she's like, "Look, their power!" And all of a sudden, she's okay with it. It's like strange. Yeah, because she yeah, she's like, like all deformed, and she's been going through her life with and she also fun tried to like and... yeah, she also tried to murk one of her sisters like yeah. before that happened. Like the she's not good <laughs> at no. that point. No, of course and not. She also was going behind uh, homeboy's back. They both were on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a thing. Bef- like before, um, she says, "Wait till you're uh, wait in your room and wait for a knock." That's when she gives up her dude, and then he also gives up her half health lineage to his boss. Which yeah. to me, it shows to me like this order of mages are fuckheads. Yep. All of them, right? Like that's that's the whole point. That I, if I can simplify that entire arc, was we're introducing these powerful people. Power corrupts. They're the most powerful because they have all the power, and they're all fuckheads. And they also serve the biggest fuckheads on the planet. So, like, there's a reason why the Lioness of Sintra 
had a druid, from what I understood, as a mage instead of somebody from the the circle. Not the circle. The, uh, the what's it called? The, the brotherhood. brotherhood. Yeah, because uh, Mouse Crack or whatever the hell his name was was a. I believe he's a druid. So I don't think he's an actual like mage from that organization. Which makes sense because right. Like, I mean, they were talking about how they different. wouldn't let a mage. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing, the thing to me, it seems like the the fall of Sintra was one of was one of two things, and e- and either way they handled it incorrectly. If it was, if it was the spur that started the story, like because I've seen a lot of stories like that, right? Where you like, it's a it's a pretty good thing. Like something catastrophic happens to the main character, and it's the thing that gets them to start their journey, which. For a series journey, that seems like that's kind of what it was. It was the thing that started the journey. But also, they decided to show the fall of Sentra, like in the first episode, they showed they showed the whole thing as if I should care about anything that's going on. And it was really, it was a strange choice to me. Like, because, like, you know, you see all these characters, oh, that person's dying and this is crazy is happening. But, like, like, I don't know who any of these people are, nor do I care. Like, why should I care about any of them? I mean, but then that being said, when I came back to like, I think it was episode eight where they went and, when they went and redid all the same scenes in the context of everything you'd seen, I was like, oh my God, like all of that stuff now in context makes so much more sense. So it seems like in episode one, they overplayed the fall of Sentra if they wanted it to be the spur to start the story. It just seems like a strange choice to me. I can see that. I, I, I didn't I didn't have a problem following it, though. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, it wouldn't, it, it, I don't dock points for it. I, I think that they had, with the adaptation of the short stories, I think they were in a rock and a hard place, and how they did it, I think, was fine. That almost seems Honestly. like a like a flawed look on it, though, in my opinion, because that you could relate that to any single movie or piece of literature that you consume for the first time you have no idea why well no like you you start off with something that's happening right and a lot of epilogues not epilogues prologues will have something that's going on right that's kind of behind the scenes or someone's doing something nefarious or blah 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 and you have no idea who they are what they're doing or what it even means and then you know and so it's kind of like the same concept they just started it with a battle as the hook and any anything well, that you watch, you have no idea who the characters are until you start watching it. It's not like you start a movie and it's like, "Hi, I'm John Snow, and I I I work at the the Night's Watch." <laughs> well, but that's a, I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good comparison. So, um, so at the very first episode of Game of Thrones, the big thing that happens is the the little kid gets tossed off the ledge, right? which is the that's the very ending of that episode um and we've at the beginning at the beginning of that episode we spend a bunch of time with him as he's as he uh is with his family and they see the they see the little wolf the they find their little wolf pups and they get the wolf pups right mm-hmm. and then he talks to his father a bunch about oh no you have to you have to watch the father doing execution. So we're following that kid. And through that whole episode, we at least get like this cursory look at who that kid is. And then the kid is like, Oh, he climbs a lot. Oh man. I, I really would 
it, he, I really don't like that he's climbing. He's going to break his neck someday or whatever the hell they say about it, right? And then he... And isn't that first episode, they also have like the sweet summer child moment, right? Like, because he asks about, tell me a scary story. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really focused on him. And then at the end, he sees the brother-sister fuckers and they toss him off the ledge. And you're like, it gives you an emotional reaction because I've spent a whole hour understanding who that character is. And so my problem, if I take it back to The Witcher with the way The Witcher did it, is that within the it's like the first 20 minute section of that episode is the fall of Sintra and you have uh the Sintra queen throwing herself off the ledge you have you have her being like it's time and she and all these people are like taking the poison vials or whatever and you don't know who any of those people are you don't know who she is really other than the fact that she had um other than the fact that she's like a warrior queen and she did the battle and they are obviously losing the battle. <laughs> um, but it's like, you don't, you don't know really anything about them to have any kind of emotional hook when they go through <laughs> a really bad day. <laughs> yeah. But you're, um, so you're, you're equating the first 20 minutes of the episode to the entire first episode of game of Thrones, where what's more, What's more equivalent is the very first scene of the first episode of Game of Thrones, where you're following the, the three Night's Watch members past the wall, and you have no idea who they are, and they're, they find, like, these dead bodies, and then, like, and they're, like, spewed out in, like, this random pattern. You're like, oh, what, like, what is that? What's going on? Yeah. Why, how did they die? And they're, like, the ones, like, running away or whatever, right? And Because the, the other two die. And yeah, and and that's more of a it's that's more of a a, a telling of what's to come. Whereas the same with the fall of Sintra, even, it, the point of the fall of Sintra is not to introduce Siri. The point of the fall of Sintra is it's go find Geralt. It's to introduce Geralt, of which the next part of the is episode it? is go. Oh, who's Geralt? I think that I think that's what they were going for. I would actually agree with him on that. Is it go find Geralt? Yeah. Okay. Well, because you don't hear his name until she says, find Geralt of Rivia, he is your destiny, right? Like, yeah. it isn't. And then the entire chain the episode changes to where now you're following Geralt. Because Geralt's the main person of the story. Like, Ciri is there, but he he is the main character. It kind of reminded me of this video game, too, that I really like called Sokoden 3, where mm -hmm. you have to pick between three different characters and you have to play the game three times to get from each perspective which i think is cool um so like maybe that's another thing too that maybe you didn't like either because like how they had always these parallels between who's who's in the lead i don't know i like i don't know i liked it i like that stuff mouse crack was mouse sack was a druid i looked it up oh nice there you <laughs> go nice. i just wanted to make sure he wasn't in the brotherhood something i didn't i'm like did i miss that no he's a druid so no, because they like specifically said like Sintra is not letting us send a mage. Yeah, major dicks. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So what else did you like about it? I mean, I liked when Hot Jennifer burned everyone to death. That was cool. Well, she's just Jennifer at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's Hot Jennifer. I mean, she's gonna always be Hot Jennifer going forward. So yeah. she's just Jennifer. Yeah. He's always going to be hot Yennefer going forward. <laughs> uh, I, liked I, thought, her, I liked her actress a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought she was good. 
yeah, like I said, the the episodes where like I thought the the episode with like the genie whole the whole genie thing I thought was really was really interesting. And it's like, oh, what is that? Like that's yeah. that's kind of cool. And again, like it's any I felt like every part of this show where because it felt a little it felt a little like we're not we're not sticking with the same themes per each episode, but when they were sticking to episodes that felt like a monster of the week kind of show, I actually really liked it. And it was like um, Well, I also like that they made me like uh Jaskier, who is Dandelion, and I mean his his name is translated with Dandelion. I did not like him at all in the games. Anytime the Dandelion bard guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime Dandelion showed up in the video games, I was like, Oh, god damn it. And the show, <laughs> I like him a lot better. What did you guys think of the it, song? Show oh the song's addictive. Yep. I, yep. I have it on my YouTube playlist. I'm a, if it comes out in karaoke, I'm gonna sing it. Nice. Have you seen um, all the metal covers? I haven't seen the metal covers. I just listen to the regular one. I don't like yeah. other people changing shit. It bothers it's, me. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a catchy song. Yeah. Kind of but nonsensical, but it's a catchy song. It's interesting to see though, since they're adapting it from the original author versus what CD Project did with that character. I didn't like what they did with that character because I found the character annoying. Mm-hmm. Whereas the character written by the author adapted for TV, I find they'd be much better. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a voice actor they got for him. I don't know. He's kind of talks like this. Come on, Geralt, let's go. Like in the, in the video games, like, what are you talking about? All the ladies love me. <laughs> um, yeah, I never even got to meet him in any of the video games. Well, in you, you, and you hear him in the beginning. So, in um, when you play the loading screens, um, it's yeah. Dandelion as an older man. So, it, it the actor there is much more tolerable. But when you play, when you meet Dandelion in the in the normal games one through three, he's just annoying. Like <laughs> I don't like him. Uh, I like Zoltan though. I can't wait till that fool shows up. So, that's the old guy, right? Interesting. That's Vesemir. Oh, oh Zoltan yeah. is the dwarf. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I had to, I had to ask you guys. So, what in your minds is the law of surprise? Well, it's it's I the law of surprise is is basically like a life debt, like how Wookies are. Um, when a Wookie's life is saved, they have a life debt to that person until they're released. That's how I looked at it. Okay. Where you met? Yeah, it, it's it. Well, it, it's a. Uh you're like asking for something right in, I guess, payment for some kind of service that you're doing. But if the person doesn't have like goods or money or something like that, you can get paid via the law of surprise in which it's you get paid with something that the person didn't know that they were going to have. It just so happened that in both these instances, the law of surprise was a baby, but like you could, in my mind, you like, oh, I, I do you a favor. You, I pay you or you pay me in the law of surprise. And like you go home and your wife ordered you a present. And it's like, oh, it's a brand new gaming laptop. You didn't know you were going to have it. And so like by the law, that's now mine. That's my payment. Okay. But it could also have been like, oh, she went to the grocery store and got you cheesy poofs. Well, those cheesy poofs are now mine. Here's your cheesy poofs. Yeah. So is the law is the law of surprise like 
unchangeable like do i if if you said if my if my wife got me cheesy poofs i'm like here's what i got like do you have to take the cheesy poofs because that's the whole point right there's a there's a dogma behind it there's a religious dogma behind it if you don't do it then misfortune will come to you so like you gotta think like as a philosopher almost like how somebody in that era would view something like that Mm -hmm. yeah that what bothers you about it like to me it's just like oh these are a very uh, a people that have a tradition and if they they have they have folk tales around that tradition that if you don't do this bad shit will happen and the whole point is it's yeah. not supposed to be a guaranteed good thing like you're you're doing yeah. it because right. it could be good it it could be not so good it could be yeah something that wasn't worth your time but the the point is you take it because that's how you chose and that's the tradition Right. It just, I don't know. It seems like initially it's like, is the law of surprise just mean you get to steal someone's baby? And then, you know, it's like, as they explain a little more, like, okay, it doesn't seem like it's about stealing someone's baby. It's about like taking somebody from them that they don't know they had or whatever yet. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. So like, it's still kind of, what still kind of bugged me about it was like the very end of the very end of the season. like when Geralt and Siri meet each other, they like, they like embrace, like it's some kind of like cosmic bond that they have. Like they don't even know each other. Yeah. But they've been also been looking for each other for how long? You know? He's been avoiding her. No, he's been looking for her because well, ever, ever when a- he went to the city and found that it was ransacked and then she wasn't there. Cause he was in the city when it was being, yeah, he was in jail. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's some stories they didn't adapt, though. I did some research on this, and apparently they had met prior. But they'll probably do that next season. Oh, that makes they sense. They go back in time again. So maybe that's uh, maybe that maybe they need to put that in for Tim. So Tim would be like, whatever. I mean, if I have to if I have to go and experience side media in order to understand the emotional impact oh, of no. the character, it's like in it's story. in the books that they're adapting. But they yeah, probably it's a I bad think, story. If I have to I'm, go and read yeah, read true. something different than the show, like it's the same. But that's me reading a wiki page. I haven't read yeah. the book. Or so, or it's they're just going to do more timey wimey stuff like they have been doing. Timey wimey. And they well, just I think, I'm sure they will. I'm curious because they did eight episodes versus a Netflix normal like ten and twelve. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it definitely could have used twelve. Like I to make think it. They, I'm wondering if they didn't have a lot of faith in it, and that's why they wanted to test the waters first. I don't know. Maybe I mean uh, it happens a lot with new shows well, for sure. Uh, I, and I think more so with this one, just because The Witcher has such a strong following that people were already upset with you know the choices that they were making with. Uh, Jennifer and Siri when they were announcing casting and then it was like okay oh maybe it's okay and then there was a whole thing out there about Geralt's wig and there's still a thing on there about how his wig looks like shit and uh, I think his voice is fine though yeah there's a lot of people who think that he's doing like a Batman thing but like I thought his voice was fine yeah I thought it was I mean fine. he's doing an impression of the guy from the game yeah. Who, 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 who just happens yeah. to sound like Christian Bale's Batman? Like <laughs> better than it's Christian definitely Bale's not Batman. as bad as Christian yeah. Bale's Batman, though. You know, but where is it? Where is Siri? I can see Netflix being like very cautious doing it mm. with the first season and only going eight episodes. If it's not because if there was if it bombed, 
you know, at least they're not out that much money, but they got the story yeah. out. I thought the story was good. I thought the, I mean, yeah, I could use more episodes, but not because I didn't think that the episodes that we had weren't good and they needed more, but because I want more. Also too, like I, I was thinking about this too. Like, so the theme of destiny is a huge theme in this show too. So, and, and the pull of destiny is something you can't escape from. So since we're in a world of magic, like the pull of destiny at the end is probably what they were trying to go for. Like, even if they didn't know who each other was, like the pull of destiny brought them together anyway. Mm-hmm. Like right. that's kind of how I took that without having to read the wiki. That's how I but, assumed that it yeah. was. Because technically, too, I thought about this, too. That um, that dude that he saved, that guy was trying to bury those people, and then the fucking rock, go- uh, the rock goblins came up and bit Geralt. Mm-hmm. Like, Geralt could do the law of surprise on him, too, to take his new adopted daughter away from him. Yep. If you think about it. Because you don't think it's like in the next episode, you think that, 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 that guy's wife is not going to protest her leaving? Right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. Look at me. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. Overall, I'm looking forward to the second season. I think, I think it was great. I think it was, uh, it was worth the, worth the time watching it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind watching it again, sitting through it again. I, uh, I had some moments that I thought were, I had some moments that I thought were that were fun overall. I was just like meh, but we all got opinions. True. Hey, I'm mad at you. I am. Can't can't like everything. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm always should. skeptical to get a new new media because I don't want a Game of Thrones to happen. Even though I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I didn't want a Chuck to happen. I'm yeah. very, I'm very skeptical to get into TV shows that do that. Like after seeing Chuck and then seeing what happened to your guys' precious Game of Thrones, like after like Mass Effect three too, it's like to me, it's like, do these people deserve my time, and are they going to take it? Are they going to do things correctly? Right. Speaking of, uh, you know, the HBO series The Watchmen, I've heard that the first season is pretty good, um, but I also read an article the other day saying that they are not going to be doing a second season because it was either the the director or the creator or who like the writer i'm not sure who it was but they're like they're stepping out and so they didn't want to they didn't want to do another season of it and so hbo is instead of going through and hiring someone else and trying to continue it on they're just gonna stop huh which is it's sort of refreshing yeah to be honest yeah (laughs) Uh, all right. What do you what do you think, guys? I think Joker's gonna win all those nominations. It's a good movie. I finally, I finally got a chance to see it. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Who said it was good? I did. Yep. Yep. I still haven't watched it. It's good. Although I will say, and this is not a spoiler because they show it in the trailer. Uh, I am a hundred percent convinced that Joaquin Phoenix got the Joker laugh from Tickle Me Elmo. Probably. Let's go listen to go look up a YouTube video of Tickle Me Elmo and then listen to Joaquin Phoenix. It's literally the same laugh. (laughs) Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's 
You said it doesn't add one of those. Oh boy, that tickles. Yep. Oh it's boy. Elmo. Yep. So which I, I think adds to the horrifyingness. You remember Are how you sure? do you remember how fucking nuts people were for those things? Yep. Yeah. They're sold out everywhere. Because that was the that was the trample me Elmo Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. People literally killed each other over that. I think the movie, toy. I, I'm pretty sure the movie Jingle by uh, Jingle All the Way was literally inspired by the Tickle Me Elmo thing because everybody wanted that yeah. that toy. It's like, isn't it funny that people killed yeah. them, killed each other? It's like a movie out of it with Arnold. It is funny. <laughs> I love that movie. Good movie. It's a good movie. I like that movie. It's a great movie. Wow. Is, it gr- is it hilarious that people died? Those are my cookies. Put them down. Hey, man. Put the cookies down. All comedy comes from tragedy, right? Uh, yeah. So. Except for the comedy that doesn't come from that. Yeah. Well, you got Jingle All the Way from Tickle Me Elmo. Okay. Tickle Me Elmo death. You know, I'm I'm pretty they're sure. Not, they're not red because that's the color of his fur. I'm pretty sure that Game of Thrones was inspired by Tickle Me Elmo too. You think so? No. Maybe. Oh, I don't okay. Know. Said it here. It's canon now. Cannon. <laughs> Done. Uh, yep. Well, for anyone interested in yelling at me for hating The Witcher or at Jason for hating Star Wars, definitely leave a comment on YouTube. I mean, if you listen long enough, you know I don't like Star Wars, so it's all good. Yeah, but you can still leave hate comments. We'll pin it. Well, you have one from one Star Wars person. Yeah. 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 And if you want to just fanboy over it with me, like you can just talk to me about it the entire time. We'll just we'll be like, oh my God, wasn't it great? Oh my God, it was so good. Didn't yep. you love when the, when the Ewoks were there? Oh my God, I love the Ewoks. Uh, <laughs> uh, were there Ewoks? Yeah, for a scene. No, like two seconds. Yeah, because yeah. it was at the very end. Oh my God. When all the ships were blowing up, because for some reason, when you blow up a ship on one planet, Ewoks yeah. just show up. Ewoks show out. up and freak out. <laughs> They're oh, like, cool. whoa. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Goddamn Ewoks. They're everywhere. Yep. They're, are Ewoks like an infestation on the Star Wars galaxy? Is they that just, what they actually are? They just need to rename Star Wars to I Member. I Member. Yep. Yep. Leave us an iTunes review. Yeah, that- go to Podbeam and do whatever oh, happens on Podbeam. No, uh, download us on whatever your favorite RSS subscribing app is. Yeah, do that, and uh, have a good old time. Happy twenty twenty, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye.